Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by GhostBed.com! I think so. Welcome to Ross Patterson. Shut the fuck up, Dan. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution! We are uh, we are actually alive in Austin, Texas, one of my favorite cities in the world. We had some breakfast tacos, and uh, I believe you got some tequila over there. We do. Uh, yeah. I'm McConaughey, and I got three fingers in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're here for the uh, LSU Texas game. This is one of those episodes where uh, Xander uh, Papas. Eh, fake Greek name. Uh, one of our beef fries. <laughs> we do a series of interviews when we go to these cities, and uh, today we're at a super interesting art gallery. It seems like, but there's also recording studios and a bar, and it's classic Austin. Uh, what, what's the name of this place? We are at Native Hostel. It definitely is a, a super dope, unique Austin uh, concept. Ex- so it's a experiential hostel. 
Okay, so tell tell the audience your name, by the way, full name. I'm my name is Andy Skull. Okay, Andy with an I, Skull with a C. God damn it, Austin's getting weird like that, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, love I, it. I've been here a long time, so uh, you know, I'm kind of a local weirdo. Yeah, because look, Andy with a skull. When you throw an I and a C in there, like that's when you know shit's getting weird. So, do you own this place? I I am a part. I come on in. Come on in. Yeah. No, it's fine. Come on in. You know, it's better to be a local weirdo than an out-of-town weirdo. Cause yeah. Out-of-town out weirdos are grifters, right? They yeah. steal children. They rob banks. We, we've had a lot of stolen children on this show. A lot, yeah. Um, we return them, obviously, because uh, Dan steals them. Uh, typically, my <sighs> Man, wife hosts this on. show with me, and I'm, I'm stuck with him. Uh, so if, it, if Austin gets weirder today, it is definitely because of him. Um, but again... With it, with a hostel like this, what makes you want to start something as eclectic and weird as this? Because this feels like a makeup slash photography studio. Yeah, so we are actually in our green room space that we've converted into this super dope concept called Photo House. And that's really what kind of the native model is built on, like the founders and you know some of us that you know, j- jumped in. Um, we just want to create a place where we wanted to hang out like 10 years ago. So instead of sleeping on your friend's couch when you come to Austin or when you travel to any city, you can come into a place like this, pay 50 bucks for a bed, but then wake up and have great coffee and drinks and have your meeting and then food and then know that there's going to be, like tonight, this cool show where, you know... Questlove is playing here tonight, right? Questlove and uh, my my dear friend sitting right beside me, DJ Zetra. Hello there. And, uh, and Kilmore, which is also going to be a fundraiser for this art park that we're building in Austin. Um, so, yeah, that type of programming, you know, where if you're traveling, you know, if you jump into a native, you're going to experience whatever that city has to give you. Does a lot of cities have natives? Because this is, I'm going to be real, uh, before Xander told me about it, I had no idea what the fuck that was. Because to me, it, it has the feel of war, like Warhol's old school, like like 60s, what was it, the vault he had? Um, where it was just like, hey, show up. If you can do cool shit, then you get to stay. If not, then you got to get out of here. Yeah, no, you're you're hitting on the head for sure. I mean, actually, even in this room right behind me, when we were building it, I was like, dude, what's great for this concept is, you know, for for bands, for managers. And I'm like, if I'm a manager and I've got a great DJ that's going to play, I'd rather have some secret door from this back suite shuffle them right into the green room and shuffle them right to the event space. Yeah. So he's like, done, putting the door in. How big is this space? Um, this room right here, I actually don't remember. I feel like it's never ending. I feel like I'm in Stranger <laughs> Things and I'm like, all right, cool. Is the, where, where's the cop going to show yeah, I think M- I think MC Escher actually designed this place. Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> nope. Is that too no, smart? Uh, way over everybody's head, God Anthony. damn it, dude. Um, Stairs. Yeah. Stairs, God damn it. I got, uh, it. I got it. I'm with you. I, I follow. How'd you meet uh, uh, DJ Z Trip here? Oh, man, I actually love our story, too. Um, so we met uh, around 2007, right when I started the idea of Hope. Um, and I was fortunate enough to meet this other artist named Shepard Ferry. Never and heard of him. Totally yeah, kidding. I know, right? It's It, it kind of shocks me sometimes when, you know, I mean, we all can't know everything, right? Someone will tell me about some, like, star football player right now, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But yeah, but <laughs> she- Shepard Ferry, I think, is, I, I feel like it's the one artist like him and Banksy that broke through where you're like, oh, cool. Artists aren't going to be famous until they're dead. Yeah. And this guy's still alive. He did the Hope campaign for Obama, obviously. That's right. Well, in fact, that's where this story goes. Um, I mean, Shepard and I started Hope, this concept of um, helping other people everywhere as a campaign where artists could donate their time and talent. And, and it origina- originated around um, trying to promote this issue happening in Darfur um, and kind of trying to help out this this. Uh, captain from the marines that i had just met and this documentary is coming out about him and you know he had taken a contract job and ended up documenting the genocide happening there so there's this documentary and book coming out about him and i'm like man how do how do i help so that's when i called shepherd and we launched hope um how had the artwork come out at that point no, no. He, it was this idea that I had. He got on board, became the first Hope artist, and he also was um, just about to launch Obey Awareness, an arm of his clothing line, so he could keep doing cool shit like that, you know. Because he had already he already had like a track record of getting involved with you know issues. Sure. Um. So so it was just the timing of it, you know. And um, in four months, 
Obey Clothing calls me and they're like, Andy, what the fuck? Like, this shit is happening. Like, this concept is working. The Hope shirts were in every single urban outfitters, Metro Park, around the country. They already had huge donation checks for for the campaign. And, um, and so this is my version of the story. I know, th- I know there's another part to it as to how um, MoveOn.org actually got in touch with, with Shepard. Um, but uh, I had moved to Venice Beach. Um, I meet this. I lived in Venice for a long time. Did you? What year were you there? Uh, I was there 2005 to 2008. Okay, shit. We moved in in like 2009. So after that, now every place is 2.5. Right, and I, you're stepping over homeless people. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. no. Well, it was back yeah. then. It was still sh- It was still shitty. Where you could be like, "All right, sweet. I I think I can shoot up and be all right." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now it's all designer drugs. Where it's like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm done shooting up. Do you have any pure MDMA? Because I'd really like to just have some pure MDMA." And you're like, "You're still homeless, right? And you want pure MDMA, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And now you have a scooter and a Google badge. I know, right? It's yeah. A fucking bird. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, how did you guys meet? Well, you're continue. You're 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 on the path of that. I I mean, I want to jump in sort of at the tail end of that. Yeah, no, I'm totally going to throw it over to you. Um, but basically, uh, an actor friend of mine calls me. Famous. Yeah, yeah, he's on. Uh, uh, What's his name? Hill Harper. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Hill and I were Popular friends. Popular African American actor. Yeah, he's an incredible guy. Yes, great dude. And uh, we became friends because I was drawing on a table at Pache in the Canyon. And anyway, he's cool as fuck. And, uh, so you were uh, tagging a place up because I noticed you just travel around with two cans of spray paint just in case you have to vandalize something, right? I know. Well, you know, we gotta gotta stick with the the brand we're creating yeah, here. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You worked at Pache in Laurel Canyon. No, no, I was just sitting there in the restaurant. And you know how you can draw on the table. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hill just saw me drawing on the table. That's how we met. You know, just mm. naturally. You know, no shit. Um, yeah. So he was following what I was doing with Shepard. So he calls me. He's like, Andy. <laughs> I'm helping this buddy of mine that I went to Harvard with run for president. Do you think you could put me in touch with Shepard? And I was like, you went to fucking Harvard, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you on CSI New York? Because it pays better? Yeah, no, of course. It pays um, better than a doctor. But Isn't that I, crazy? I know. CSI New York, like the ninth spinoff of CSI, pays better than a, like a neurologist where you're just like, what? Yeah. Is that the one with Gary Sinise? Who knows at this point? I know Ice T's in one of them. Uh, Hargate. I'm a big Hargate fan. Are you? Uh, no. You I, always I, say I, that. I never pronounce your last name. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, pay, it pays better. Isn't that crazy? I know. It pays well, better than president. <laughs> president, you get two fifty a year. That's four hundred. Is it? Oh, it's up to four hundred now. Yeah. Look at that. Still pays better than that. Well, I'd be solving murders every fucking second of the day out there. You know. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. Well, what about what about a uh, uh, YouTube kid stars? Oh, yeah. I mean, that now one Asian like, kid huh. makes like $22 million that Asian a year. Asian kid makes $23 million. 23. just bought his parents an $8 million house in South Korea. Well, I believe his parents what? just bought themselves a house with the money that they pimped their Whatever, kid Whatever, man. The, kid, the kid's opening up fucking gifts for a living. Like, yeah, I don't feel like amazing. He, I, that's right? Child stardom is problematic, but that one seems like he's going to be just fine. Right? Yeah, because uh, here's the, the, the part that bothers me, and I love that you brought this up. Imagine how many hours you've put into this project and how much hard work you've done. When a tiny Asian hand is ripping open gifts for the first time, it's making $23 million a year. It makes me want to bourdain myself as soon as I go home tonight back to the hotel. I know. You know? It's a, you know, similar to what we were just saying. Did you, got, did you get it's a crazy. robe? I didn't get a robe. I didn't get room. a robe, and I think, I think they knew that I was coming to town, yeah. so they were like, we got to take that belt out. Yep. yep. Uh, I, look, I, there's a, somebody off camera saying uh, strangulation. I don't know. Uh, where that would take me. I hope that's where it went for him. I hope so too. But look, I morbid. Like, I never so want to get caught up in it. Obviously. Um, so back to the happy stuff. Yes. Um, hope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so in any case, um, they ended up reaching Shepherd, and um, you know, for sure, we were seeing a lot of success with the word hope. Their their you know campaign words were hope, progress, and change, and and the rest is definitely history. But the the gentleman sitting beside me played a big role in making that history happen. So, you know, when him and Shepard and a few others really committed to that campaign, I feel like the rest of us sat back and watched. So I'm going to let you take it from there. Yeah, I uh, I got down with that campaign. Uh, Shepard and I obviously being friends. This is Z-Trip, by the way. Hello. Yeah, what's um, up? DJ. Uh, DJ Z-Trip. DJ Z-Trip. Um, so, yeah, so I did the... Uh, 
a couple mixes to help you know fuel the uh, the fire for the the campaign, and that thing ended up getting downloaded like a million some odd times, you know. Um, and then we went out. We did the Democratic National Convention in uh, Denver as well. Yeah, it was amazing. Were you guys there for the whole thing? No, no. I mean, I actually was traveling around with this documentary and like. This is doing... 2007, 2008. Yeah, so it was the first. The yeah, the, okay. the first. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But they um, were doing such cool events. I mean, where Shepard would be live wheat pasting and he would be spinning and like getting people to register to vote and just stuff that, that had never been done before. Like, yeah, really was, changing the game. Did they get down on those DNC conventions? Yeah, it was it was incredible. Sexually, I heard they get down. Well, no, I don't. I, don't, I didn't. I mean, you didn't partake in that. N- no, I was DJing, but I mean, they they you got down as far as dancing and grooving. D- like DJ and orgy. Have I DJed an orgy? Yeah, not yet. Would you I'm like still, to? Because we can like make that. Happen. Yeah, we can make. Yeah, that what time is awesome. it? Like maybe Ep- we episode can make one hundred of our Drinker Bros show, <laughs> our other we, show. You want to tell them about that one? Yeah, we had two strangers uh, who never met before have sex live on air, and the only thing when I look back and listen to that show is I wish that we had a DJ. Yeah, um, I don't know if you get booked out for that. No, I haven't been asked to do that yet. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, we're unofficially feet on the ground. Yeah. yeah. The night is still young. Hands up to the stars. You after we do the after we do <laughs> the benefit <laughs> today uh, with Questlove and Kilmore from Incubus, uh, maybe we could do an after party. Why oh, not? <laughs> if there's any, by, by the way, if there's anybody to have an orgy with, Questlove and, and the dude from Incubus would be rad. Well, how do you explain that to your kids? You don't. Hey, man. <laughs> Here's who I got down in, in my real life. Um, I don't yeah. know if Xander told you about me or this show, but you seemed a little shocked because uh, I would love to get down with Incubus like in an orgy. Brandon Boyd, though, the lead singer. Yes. He's a very... Nice looking man. Yeah, right. he's Brandon, hairless like he's, myself too. Yeah. He's also a hope artist. He also a, he, really? he looks yeah, like yeah. he's sixteen his whole life. I'm yeah. Like, are you going to age at some point, you asshole? No, he's not. It's crazy. Blessed. That's the answer. Yeah. Blessed. Hashtag, Hashtag blessed. Hashtag, yeah. I've God's I've man. been stuck at thirty two my whole life, and oh, uh, that's just so true. Dan, you look it's a thousand so... <laughs> years older than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get started? How did I get started? Yeah, back I mean, in the day, were you with LL Cool J and those guys? Uh. Well, I actually work with LL Cool J now. Um, for the past, what, eight years, he and I have been doing stuff together. I helped launch his uh, Rock the Bells radio on Sirius XM. And then, oh, no yeah. shit. You did dope. that? Well, it helped, helped him. I mean, it's, you know. That's one of my favorites on, on Sirius XM. That's awesome. I get, I get a few faves. Uh, Rock the Bells is one of them. That's great. Man. Yeah, I go Shady 45, but everybody mm-hmm. sounds like fucking Future now. So it's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. You bounce back and forth. You get the new and, and the classic. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I got started in New York, born in New York, moved to Arizona as a kid and went back and forth. And um, I think the juxtaposition of being in Arizona and being in New York sort of simultaneously, um, having parents that lived in both, Mm -hmm. uh, really helped me understand sort of two sides of music. And so I would take that and turn it into mashup stuff, you know, what they call mashups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So blending blending rock stuff. I mean, it's probably like some Zeppelin with... You know, some sort of hip hop, Eric B and Rockham or something, you know, whatever it was. But I was taking those records, Public Enemy records, and scratching them over Pink Floyd records or whatever it was. And um, around 2000, uh, I did a mix called Uneasy Listening. And that sort of shot me through the stratosphere. Was it LimeWire? Was it Napster? It was everything. Well, I, we we put it out as a CD, and then it ended up. Um, a what? You know, yeah, yeah, back in what the day. What kind of yeah. relic is do you, that? Do you man? know what those are? Yeah, yeah. So um, I carved it in on yeah, a dinosaur yeah, yeah, bone, exactly, and that's man. where it existed. Exactly. Uh, but no, it it uh, it spread like wildfire because it was kind of like the perfect storm. Napster and all that stuff was happening, so mm-hmm. th- people were just file sharing, and this style of mixing. Um, just sort of cracked off, and uh, and it, it launched everything, and then everything sort of came after that. Danger Mouse and mm. and uh, you know, a lot of the mashup stuff that people know of, Girl yeah. Talk, and everything came after that. Danger um, Mouse was the first one where it was just like, holy shit, yeah, uh, that had popped over mainstream where people were exchanging those, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, selling those CDs, yeah. We were just like, Jesus Christ, man, burning them, yeah, on your computer and then selling those. Yep. And uh, what was it the Gray Album? The Gray Album, yeah, yeah I think it came a couple years after. Torched, yeah. It was great, though. So, I mean, that's sort of how things started for me. And then I signed a label. Then I went out and tour. Uh, and, which label? Uh, it was Hollywood Records, which is a subsidiary of Disney. Yeah. So um, I signed to them, um, put out my first record, did a song with Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, who was also from Arizona. Went out and opened for Linkin Park for like three or four years on the road with those guys. Got to know them really well. And um, They also did a mashup album. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we did. That was yeah. oh my incredible God. record. That's, that's one of their best. One of the best, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and just on and on and on. Open for the Rolling Stones, you Fuck know. Fuck off. Yeah. Dude, gigantic. I, I, I did a, I did a, a MySpace campaign. We did Operation MySpace where I played at Camp Buring in Kuwait. 
playing really? for the troops. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I'm going to back it up to the Stones, though. Gigantic mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, he doesn't care about the troops. It's all about the role. <laughs> I do. Here's the thing. I hang out with the troops every day, and it's sure. just like, this guy. How many times do I have to hear about you killing people? Um, but the Rolling Stones, I don't know enough about from people who works with them. Sure. So I need my kid Jagger. Okay. That's how big of a fan oh, wow. I am. Die hard. Awesome. Took my wife to uh, New Orleans. I just saw them a few weeks ago in New Orleans. Isn't it amazing that they're still? Lights out. I mean, Still it's going. Un- but they're lights out. He yeah, because we, we saw Aerosmith at the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. they were not lights out. Shitty. Right. Uh, I mean, they just th- his voice is torched, Yeah, man. it's torched. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jagger and those guys still... I mean, I felt like it was still an, an amazing two-and-a-half-hour show front to back. That's and awesome. I was like, man... It's amazing. Did you get to meet making those guys? No, I mean it was it was a bigger it was a it was SARS stock if you remember that up in um in Canada in yeah. Toronto. Yes. So uh, it was me. Uh, I was g- going on in between. So it was it was ACDC, uh, Rolling Stones, um, Rush. Yeah. Uh, oh, Justin shit. Timberlake had just started doing his solo thing and he got stuff thrown at him right on oh, stage because yeah, yeah. people were not ready for, like they just weren't so ready when for they the breakup yeah no. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't i wasn't either no but i mean it was, it was predominantly i mean you're talking four hundred fifty thousand people um in you know out so it's like and they rolled me out on stage with records and it was like oh man so i had to really win the crowd over but um did you go to the hits well, no, I, I started with like a Janis Joplin mix over like a DJ Shadow Break, and it was and and but the thing is, I grew up listening to classic Dude, rock, so yeah. exactly. I knew like, exactly how amazing. to like hit this crowd the right angle. And by the you know end of my set, I had them getting down to drum and bass. You know what I mean? It was like it was really took took them really somewhere else. But um, but yeah, I didn't get to meet uh, uh, Nick and the Boys. No, I didn't because it was such a huge thing. It was like there's so much going on. But do you remember Starstuck? No, it's that disease. That was SARS, uh, yeah, with all the popular uh, for about a year. Chinese people, yeah. yes, correct. Wearing the mask, one hundred percent. It's from it's a bird disease. He's a bi- he's big on bird diseases, yeah, um, and birds in general. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. loves birds. Were uh, we just talking about birds? What mission- I, I I think it would be super funny to see two birds having sex in in the missionary position, right? Where right. one bird is using its wings to pin the other bird's wings down. Bird mish is what we yeah, call it in the bird-mish, biz. Yeah, um, but uh, again. Use a lot of hyphens. Uh, so after that, where do you go after playing for you know a gajillion people on stage? Like, well, I mean, it's it's just the career is just completely you know blown up. I mean, I've done I've done video games, uh, scored movies, I produce music. I'm you know I'm just it just keeps going. Yeah. So and and now I mean at this point in my career I've been doing it thirty years. I'm sort of getting back into. Um, giving back and trying to sort of you know plant more seeds and build better DJs and also just spread culture. I mean, it's, there's always you know performing is one thing and doing music and loving and spreading that is one thing, but also spreading a message and trying to sort of at least educate people. I mean, I grew up you know with with music that educated me, so I'm always trying to do that and give back. And when uh, the Hope um, Outdoor Gallery came up, um, when you know Andy and I, we hadn't seen each other for. I don't know, years, and I bumped back into her, and she's like, I've got this thing going on. I'm like, I'm totally into it. Like, let's talk about it. So now that this thing is, is we've actually broke ground on it, um, I've came in as a music curation for the gallery. Okay. So I'm really sort of, you know, trying to, to again, do what I do, but attach it to what she's got going on and um and it's great and it's again it's it's a, i'm in this stage of my life i'm just really about like teaching and and passing the the torch and still performing and doing what i do but you know as i do that making some sort of impact and, and change outside of just hey come to my show party get drunk and i'll see you you know next time it's sure. like let me leave something what so, are you trying to leave what's your message well i mean just being you know here's here's the thing that i struggle with well we probably should back up i mean we haven't told you anyone exa- anything about Outdoor gallery. Oh, we'll get yet. to that. Yeah, lady. we will get to that. Yeah, but the message. Well, I think the message for me is is about um, you know trying to to keep consciousness and 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 in in hip hop music in partying and you know I I remember as a kid I would go out to you know parties but the stuff I was hearing Public Enemy I was learning you know I'm dancing with somebody but I'm hearing about you know Farrakhan I don't know who Farrakhan is but now I'm gonna go check out what, what who is that what is that why is that. Um, the thing is trying to keep consciousness within this culture is, is a little tough because it's just gotten to a point where a lot of lyrics, a lot of things right now, it's just, it's about sort of partying and having fun. It's very disposable. And while I, it's, it's always good to have a, a time to go and party and, and cut loose. I still think that the, the consciousness and the, and the, um, just do having a cause and having a mission and giving back, that's sort of, you know, 
I grew up with that, and I don't really see it much these days in hip hop. So it's for me, that's sort of my own personal agenda. It's just trying to, you know, still have fun, still party, but still, you know, just leave a, a, a little a more enlightened message, just a little more enlightened, man. You know, and pass it on. I remember the first time I, I found out that uh, John Wayne was racist was Public Enemy. Yeah, right. And that song, yeah. That's well, serious, look, yeah. John Wayne is a white dude that was born in like. 1880 or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he's fucking racist. Of course racist. he's racist. Of All course those. he's racist. And his racist. real name, by the way, is Marion Morrison, so... Eh. And Just saying. 16 uh, pounds of uh, undigested meat in the old uh, colon. Oh, so. Right. Oh, no, I know wow. about that. Yeah, that's, that's... the best, isn't it? He had a meat sweater in his ass. Uh. Yeah. God, I, I, I dream of that. Because when I, when I die, I want all that meat preserved. Well, you know what I do. I don't, I, don't, I don't eat vegetables. No, you don't. you don't. I don't believe in That's that. That's going to be you, my man. You oh, probably yeah. doubled it I up. can't wait, dude. I think it was the same for Elvis, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Elvis like, put gravy on salads, though. He died on the that's toilet, That's a whole too. other fucking level. That's hardcore. A bullshit. When you Where die on the going? toilet, you know that's hardcore. But I think that's going to happen to this generation, because there's a lot of iPad use uh, and, and a lot of phones when you're on the toilet. I think blood clots are going to pop up in that left, right behind that calf, and boom, you're going to nuke out on that toilet. Yeah. Next generation shit, not my problem. Uh, how did you start all of this? The Hope Project. It's awesome segue, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Straight from the toilet to a. You're welcome. To, <laughs> to a better life. To art in the community. To a better life. That's what we yes. like to do on this show. We go from the toilets to creating a better life. I think that's part of the better life. That's, a, that's, a, that's a T-shirt, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's the next T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> from the toilet to a better, better life. life. You're welcome. From Ross Patterson. <laughs> Winky. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, I uh, this story is kind of cool, too, and also has some of the same bits. But um, basically, uh, we had started Hope, and um, a friend of mine from Austin told me about these walls over in Clarksville. They've been sitting abandoned since the 80s. And she was like, you know, I thought, I've always wondered if it, how it would look to ha- see art on these walls. So basically, I go and talk to the owner, I get permission, and... It's 1.3 acres over off Baylor Street. Mm. You know, it's right downtown Austin. And um, so I so I sent it to Shepard because I'm like, man, this is massive. This isn't just like a few walls in an alley. Sure. I mean, like this. And, and at the time, I mean, it's totally overgrown. Like there's a large homeless population that was living there. And What year was this? Um, this is 2009. Okay. Um, Did you guys so, end up buying it? No, no. But the new location that we've, start that we broke ground on two months ago we bought the land there mm. um i wish we uh, what, what's <laughs> cool rich, son. <laughs> I mean, rich. um yeah i mean the the owner of the land who became the biggest fan of the project he actually said once we were looking for new spots he's like and if there's one person i would sell it to it would be you i'm like yeah if i only have 10 million dollars yeah <laughs> But yeah, if I did, I wouldn't turn that location into an art park. I'd turn into what they're doing there. It's going to be condos. Um, Is it condos? Yeah, yeah. But we knew that the whole time. Yeah, you know? of course. So that's that's interesting too. You know the way the way communities and the media will just refuse to accept the truth. Like literally, when you go back and see the different press releases and stories that we've had done on our relocation, yep. every single time we have emphasized. We asked permission. They said, you could use it till we develop it. They let us stay longer. The biggest heroes in this conversation sure. were the owners and the developers. Yeah. And still, it's like, top iconic art park of Austin gets kicked out. Yeah. It's moving, you know, just because it generates press. You should assume that, though, at this point, right? That All of these projects across the nation that are like, oh, hey, we're here for the people and the community and all this shit. Like, they're not. They're not. Like, it's... It's going to gentrify everything and then fuck everything up and push everything out, right? Well, How did you get the land for this? Well. Because typically somebody would roll in, pony up an F ton of put, cash. You put condos there. Correct. Because look, that piece of property you're talking about before with condos on it is worth probably about $100 million. Oh, no, for sure. Like the development that's happening there. Yeah. So yeah. how did you stop this from happening with this project? Yeah. Well, so we... We did relocate, and that's what's going on right now. Okay. So we Where are you bought, guys located now? Um, right across from the Austin airport. We bought okay. 17 acres, and we're building this art park. It spells the word hope from the sky. And we're taking all the information we learned from nine years of hosting this art park and the downtown location. Um, but, you know, again, 
when I when I called when I asked permission when I called Shepard and said hey would you help me jump in on this and then called a bunch of other artists to jump in too none of us at all thought that it would become the top one of the top icons of of this city sure so w- when you're calling them is it financially like are you are you asking for hey we need help financially to to try to buy this or we need your name uh, and your awareness like what what is it because in LA, I'm from, you know, spent 20 years in Los Angeles, obviously, like, uh, you know, I know the popular stories are like Brad Pitt and those guys going in and talking to the, the local town meetings. You, I don't know if you saw those viral clips where they're trying to get more money for art and everything else, because it's hard. It's really hard. And usually you've got to have somebody big fight for you financially. How do you even raise the money for something like that? Is that it? <laughs> you know, it's... I mean, to be honest, where we are at this point, um, the the person that's gone in and asked for the money has been me. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's just been me. And that's hard. Right? It is. It's it's fucking hard, it's, man. Yes, yeah. it's, it's like David and Goliath. Like this is she's really like like I you know I I, I want to toot her horn for a second because she's really been a badass at like raising this and making this happen. I, this this thing would not happen without her and obviously a team of others. But she's really been like the quarterback for the whole thing, and so it's just amazing to watch her work because. The passion that's that you know again I I before any of this had started is when I met her and to see where it is now it's amazing I, like I can't stress I I don't know if you guys have even seen any of this stuff but like the plans have, that are going it's, into look it, it is massive it's incredible it's incredible but this is really like you know I just gotta give the the pat on the back because she's crushing it she's just for sure it. but from a, from a micro level right I, I do independent films I've done them for years even raising five hundred thousand dollars yeah it's really fucking difficult incredibly right? hard. You go and pitch an art park to anywhere in the nation for this, this amount of land, that much money. And I mean, look, the designs look incredible. I can't even imagine how many zeros are attached at the end of a project like this. That's a big ask for a lot of people. And how do you stop the city from coming in and saying, hey, man, that part right by the airport, we're actually going to buy that up for more parking because Austin's blowing up and we need it. Yeah, you're totally hitting all of it on the head. Um... But you know what? I, I will say it's 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 been hard, but it's been successful. You know that what the the way I talk about the project is um, we had no idea that people were looking for a safe place for creativity, you know, and for Austin, I'll describe it as it, we ended up creating a visual open mic, you know, that all this information that we learned and then are turning into this permanent home is basically just a reflection of what's going on in our society right now. So you're going to have like curated walls and shit at this place? Yeah. I mean, that's where people can put their art up temporarily and then it comes down and somebody else puts their stuff up and so on and so forth. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Taking every bit of what we learned, you know, where the art was changing every 48 hours. But why are the artists still coming? What What is the purpose that it's doing for them? And as I say with a visual open mic, even earlier, we we're talking about like, you know, you're not meant to record everything. You know, a lot of it is um, for discovery, for experimentation, for confidence building and um, watching the visual artists come out and use this platform in that way. And then it starts getting them lots of huge jobs, huge commissions. Um, They're exploring other things about them that they didn't know. Tons of artists had never picked up a spray can before or started stenciling now doing massive walls. So that was another key point. Um, You know, I didn't realize that we're actually experiencing the biggest public art movement in human history. And so when you put it like that and then you think about it, you're like, we're good, right? Yeah, dr- drinks are <laughs> spilling. Uh, when you start talking about things Party's like having. this, shit gets amped. Homegirl just spilled a, a whole drink on the table. Yeah, that, it's a tea. Is it? It is and it is. It's got a lot of CBD in it, doesn't it? <laughs> you're, that hand you was asleep and you just knocked it over. You had no idea. CBD, uh, continue. Um, yeah, so, so I guess going back to it, it being hard. Yeah, it is, it is hard raising money. And, um, I didn't really know. And even one of our other partners on it, um, our contractor that's building it. I mean, when we started this process of looking at locations four years ago, we, we saw this as a $2 million raise. And now we're like way beyond that. You know, we've hit that mark, but like, I'm like, let's whatever, bring it, let's go. Because clearly what we're doing here, um, is more about history, you know, that no one's really in it um, for 
for fame or fortune or uh, like there's there's too many other important things going on with this um and that's the reason why other cities around the country and the world have asked for one too so let me ask you this how does one profit off of this and actually make money to keep this going because you've got property taxes uh you got electricity water everything else that comes along with something like this Whoever these two people are who just keep kicking over shit, um, I've never... I want to get you on the show next, because whatever you're on, I want some, and I'm not afraid to bump up uh, mid-show and really get things popping up here. Um, but how do, you keep, how do you keep the lights on when different artists are coming in and out? So, so that's also what's dope about this project. Um, you know, part of what we'll achieve is disrupting the whole nonprofit art model. And that's what I, I, I feel um, Shepard Ferry and his wife Amanda and I learned right away in kind of creating um, this model, you know, that by giving everyday people the opportunity to participate mm -hmm. in the arts and supporting it, so buy products mm -hmm. and merchandising, okay. um, instead of... Either, these are spray cans with hope, right? Right, right. So, so they can buy those either in-house in or on a website? Uh, we will carry our own, our own signature line of spray paint, and basically the park will remain free and open to the public. People can show up and paint. There'll be curated walls. We'll have galleries and different kinds of art shows, um, but we'll serve coffee and grab-and-go food, and there'll be merchandise and, and art sales, and, and then we'll have ticketed shows at night when we do, you know, that creating a business model for this community project um, is really the future for us when it comes to cultural arts. If we continue to let our cities take these cultural arts programs and make them be grant-dependent and dependent on the wealthy, we will lose our mm. culture everywhere. So, you know, historically, the arts have always been supported by the private sector, always. Right. But now, uh, you know, as you see even with um, our big-name artists, you know, that a lot of the wealthy, they just, they're just snatching up this real estate basically and then mm. it's hidden away you mm. know nobody's ever getting to see these that the importance of public art right now is really what this project is about and then you get secondary parts that are about teaching the next generation so they learn about jobs because art for art's sake you know that's not necessary now when if your kid is talented they could become a video game animator yeah. you know and that's a six-figure job yeah you know so so that's, um, that's the model. This is a, a for-profit entity that we've started that will now fully fund and fuel its nonprofit partner. And that nonprofit partner will actually get to grow like a healthy business and not act like a startup every year of its life being grant-dependent and dependent on the wealthy. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck yeah. that. And, and how do you get the money for that? You go out and <laughs> raise it just like any other raise. So I've been saying down venture groups. But it's got to be continuous, groups. I would imagine, right? Because, again, you're not bringing any money in right now so do you, is there any ever a point where you're just like man i'm exhausted i'm tired of asking people for money over and over and over again dude i'm sitting here right now drinking yeah like, totally on, on a saturday afternoon. <laughs> saturday afternoon biggest game's about yeah. to happen tonight you're drinking in her back room yeah That's have you right. thought about robin a bank because look he has patrick swayze on his shirt from point break and he actually kind of has the hair as well yeah we can go rob a bank this afternoon. We could rob a bank this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you guys have those president masks or what? At that point, yeah. We could um, also paint the side of a bank and get them to pay us a whole bunch of money to look, grow into the, Yeah, that's, right? That's fine. Have banks you paint an entrance and you can roll in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get some sponsors to pay for this whole shit to be on the air. Uh, first and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Obviously, uh, host both the finest mattress on the planet. If you're military or first responder, you get 15% off forever. Scroll down at the bottom of the page, click it, tick it, and rip it. Uh, pillows. You've, I've never seen a human more excited about a sponsor. What is your name? Brian. Brian. Okay, I just, I just want to know for the audience. I love it over there. Whoever you are, Brian, I want to take you with me on the road. You've been given a lot of fist bumps. Old school Ar Arsenio, and I like it, dude. Yes, Ghost Bed is the finest mattress on the planet. Um, you, you should get excited about that. Uh, we talked about bird mish. If you're going to do mish, I would highly recommend you do it on a ghost bed. Best bed in the business to do mish on, wouldn't you say? Oh, I would say so, yeah. And also, if your girl's a squirter, they get the mattress protector. Yes, now. that is a yeah. cover that fits over the mattress. It'll stay dry even when you move it. Uh, that way, there will be no colors on the bed. 
for the, right. the movers, and they yeah. won't judge you. Look, mine is covered in blood. Yes, it and is. I don't even know why, to it be is. honest. Well, you do a lot of tuna hunting, and then you fillet it on your own bed. Yeah, and but that's like you, the flattest service in my house. I understand, but you should keep it outside next to the hose so you can wash it off. No. Uh, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. As always, 36-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest. No one on the internet's doing that. No one on the internet can do that. They can't do that. Uh, next up, we got uh, StrikeForceEnergy.com. Social blinkers. My wife's not here to do that, so I'll do it for her. Yeah, good for her. Uh, no carbs, right now, no yeah. sugars. Uh, five hours. We're going to be drinking a lot of that at tonight's game. Yeah. Yep. Um, it is 102 at kickoff. I'm and, going for uh, a full-on heat stroke today. So. Oof. You are. I am. Uh, I'm, I want to die on the field, I think. I want to ride that steer. I want to die on the field and, and just let's just you run down there on the field. Yep. Do your McConaughey impression to McConaughey and then die and then die immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I put this on the ground for a reason, but uh, nah, I can't. I can't. Either or. Uh, StrikeForceEnergy.com is uh, just a tasty, tiny little tin pouch full of energy. It Rip is. Rip it open and squeeze it into any liquid available. I recommend vodka. So do I. Uh, or the claw, dude. Everybody's oh, clawing it up. Are people putting... Hash, hashtag uh, Hot Girl Summer. I do um, love We're Tito's. doing it today. White claws. No laws. Uh, StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code REVOLUTION. 20% off. And that's forever. Last but not least, StraightRazors.com. If look, if you're looking to kill yourself, do it with a straight razor. Um, that's probably the best way you go across, right? On the arms. Oh, you yeah, like, look, don't don't use a straight razor to try and cut your throat because you really need to get behind the muscle and pop. Like, what Jess, my, so Jesse always says that all the time that nobody can ever do it because you stop, right? You involuntarily as a human People stop involuntarily stop, but also you have to get really deep. Yeah. Like, if, if I was going to murder you, for example, I would take my K-bar out of its sheath and put it behind your esophagus and pop Got it and out. And then pop that out. Yeah. Colombian necktie style. I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, StraightRazors.com, as always, appreciates reads like this. Um, because they're the sharpest razors in the business, and people want to know, hey, man, can I get a smooth shave? Yeah. Can I also kill somebody? You betcha. Yeah. Go to straightrazors.com. They got everything you need to be a real man in this life. Promo code REVOLUTION, 20% off. Now, I want to talk about the children. I just want to interject and say I want you guys to read every ad ever for the rest of, of all my time. life because you're really nailing all it. Time. Xander, can I have another claw, please? <laughs> yeah, hook um, that up for me, too, as well, my Yeah, we're going to need it. Uh, we're going to need it. Um, oh just knock God. those over. You, there we go. The least this coordinated person of all time. <laughs> the two of you guys. Is it acid? What What did you, you take last night? We're going to switch just this try. out. Yeah, those aren't. Um, cool by the way, anyway. still surprised that White Claw is a sponsor of Drinking Bros. They have not heard the Holocaust episode. Wow. Um, my wife's <laughs> biggest. True stories. Crush in this life is Keanu Reeves. I heard a rumor that you dated Keanu Reeves. Is that Holy true? Mo- is that real? Is that true? I, I heard it from Lawrence Fishburne on the set of The Matrix Part 2. We we definitely did date for a very... Whoa. It became friends, and um, he's an incredible person. Is he the best human being ever? Is he is he our Jesus? Yes. That's what I want to know. He, is he the next Jesus for us? You know, I, I feel like th- that's a lot of pressure to put on one person. It isn't <laughs> for somebody like me. Yeah, that's my cross to bear. It's my cross to bear. <laughs> A lot, yeah, a lot no, of people no. say I'm the Jesus of podcasting, so yeah, that's fine. Uh, is he the, is he our next Jesus in real life? You know, I don't, hopefully nobody is our next Jesus. Um, I don't well, know, for me, let's that's not already say, just let's not say hopefully. <laughs> I'd like to see somebody come back to life. In particular, Emmanuel Lewis, the guy who played Webster. The, <laughs> if he came back to life and we all worshipped him, that would probably be the I greatest miss day him of my life. every day, every every goddamn day. day, dude. So we have this thing called Revolutionary Figure of the Week on Ross Patterson Revolution. We made Keanu. Or Keenow, uh, for uh, people who can't really uh, spell that well. Um, we made him the revolutionary figure of the week because he turned 55 last week, but he still yep. looks 32 like myself. And right. it's amazing. Is he amazing in real life? And what's he, what's he like in the bedroom? Jeez, wow. Okay, I don't think... <laughs> Everybody doesn't know about, about Keenow. I bet he's a generous <laughs> lover, is he? I am. <laughs> I'm a very generous lover. He's a generous person in general. I think so, right? He gave like $86 million to the production team for Matrix 2 and 3. Yeah, didn't he? I would definitely say he's one of the kindest, coolest motherfuckers I've ever He can met. also shoot for a sure. gun like that. nobody's for fucking sure. business. I know, I love that. How long did you guys date? For a very brief time. It was just a, for a, a month in Austin, and then I went out to L.A. and hung out with him there. And on, honestly, the, I, I think we, we really hit it off as friends because we're both half Asian. 
You know, there really? Was, so yeah, you guys are both I, super racist and, and totally hang out with other oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like my mom Asians. is the most. She can impersonate anybody in any way she wants. Do you know Steve Byrne, the comedian? Uh, you guys yeah. should all hang out. Yeah, he was on a show a couple of weeks ago. He's half Asian as yeah. well and half Irish. Yeah, half no, Irish we're Eurasians. It's a, you know, we're, we're, we're going to take over. It's a small it's breed. It's a statistic. Yeah. It's we a small will. Breed, but Everyone's going to look mighty. like this. Very mighty. I always say Asians are the best humans on this planet. Um, very, very small, but also very smart, you know? Tiny features. That's efficient, though. Bigger you don't hearts. T- you don't take up a lot of space, but you... There's a lot of production 100%. intellectually. We need them everywhere if, yeah. you, if, if you're asking <laughs> Everybody me. should Efficiency have Efficiency is key in this life. Anybody else you've dated? Because like Austin's one of those towns where everybody rolls through. I've, I've shot two films here, right? And I love it. And I've met some of the weirdest, awesome, most awesome people. Um, I'm sure somebody like you, like you've had to have met like a bunch of weird, but like artists and stuff who just roll through and they're like, hey. I, just, I have. I just I have for, couch sure. for like for two sure. weeks. Well, and I think I think as you know, just working in the film industry in Austin is where you can immediately just get bombarded. Yeah, by... you ever met uh, Robert Rodriguez or Tarantino and those guys? I, I have met Robert a few times, and the the few times was him standing and waiting, watching, uh, waiting for my best friend to come out and sing, um, Christabel, of which um, they they have had a a, 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 a long relationship as uh, as friends, and but you know I think Robert and um, a lot of the film guys that are just from Texas, you know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of local, local love. Yeah. Because um, they, they do so much. Uh, like I went to UT and just coming through the communication school, the film program there, um, even advertising. I mean, I got milk came through through UT advertising, but but uh, with film. And you designed some logo, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Yeah. Man. What Pop it off. <laughs> Pop Good it off. Job, Brag, a little bit. Brag a little bit. Brag a little bit. Brag a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. man. I do it all the time. It's great. I, I am taking notes. I am definitely. It's great. People love it when <laughs> I brag. Are, I I'm a New York Times bestselling author this week. Come on, brother. I know. Come on. Number one in the Wall Street Journal, too. I don't want to, again, <laughs> pound you with numbers. Number one publishers weekly. I hate to do that. Number one USA Today. I just, I don't like it. And I want others to share their joys and gifts with the world. What did you design? Um, I. I was super fortunate to get to design um, the Don't Mess With Texas logo. That Really? Well, and he, uh, so I, if I can, I have a little story about it that's pretty awesome. Fire away. Okay. That's what we do here. We drink White Claws and fuck shit up. Brag a lot. <laughs> DJ Z Trip. Sorry, I'm a contract. If you're going to use a razor, that's all <laughs> yes, I'm saying. If yes, you're going to use a razor. DJ Z Trip. <laughs> he said I'm contractually obligated to say it six more times, which I will. Just I want to I want to stop you, DJ uh, Z Trip. Yes. By the way, and we just that counts as one of those times. Correct. Um, prefer, if you're going to kill yourself, he recommends. No, 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 no. I just uh, I just <laughs> don't. I uh, yeah. Let's so keep, another keep company. Moving. <laughs> Who's the uh, Bic? Are you yeah. going with Bic? That's, that's, Who's that their competitor? Way Who is thin. the competitor? Way too thin. Bic is too thin. You got to go heavy. No, you got to break those. Up. That's that's prison style. You got to yeah. I know yeah. it's terrible. Well, I'm um, sorry. We're back here. Let's no, keep moving. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. something important that is world renowned, and you are fucking it yeah, all. Yeah, over. I don't want to blow this. I do not want to blow this for you, Jesus Andy. Get Christ. it? Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Would you tell Eli Whitney to shut the fuck up? Like, no, he invented the cotton gin. Let's hear what she did. That was a long time ago. It was, but if he was alive today, his hologram would want to tell you the story about it. He'd cut him off and be like, let's talk about straight razor. Eli's like, yo, the cotton gin, motherfucker. I did the cotton gin. Uh, you did the Don't Mess With Texas logo? I, yeah, I feel like I need a tequila shot right now. You can. Um, Three fingers in a glass. We're in McConaughey territory now, Well, brother. actually, that's how I'm going to bring up. This is one of my cool, fun stories. Segway. So, yeah. Well, so, uh, so uh, I'm in portfolio rev- review in the creative sequence at UT. Mm-hmm. I call my, my professor, and I'm like, listen, I'm going to opt out. And she's like, What? Andy, we have all these ad agencies coming from New York and Chicago, and da, da, da. and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to work there. I want to, I want to live in Austin. This is a great city, and there's got to be a job here. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't invite anybody from here, and she's like, oh my god, I hate you so much. I just sat on the panel for this new ad agency called Environmedia. They're the first 100% green ad agency in the country, and I'm gonna call the the president right now and recommend you. So I literally got a job before anyone else in my class and I didn't even go through portfolio review just because I like committed to living in Austin. Yeah. 
And um, and this company had just won the Don't Mess With Texas account from GSDNM, who's okay. like one of the bigger players in town. Yeah. So it was just this historic moment for this ad agency. Their, their colors were purple and green. The company was all um, gay and lesbian and, and environmental. Here's this Eurasian chick from Jersey that came to UT, and I get the first job there. So, so the principals decide, well, all right, if we're going to take this historic campaign, this is the biggest campaign in the country for litter. Um, they're like, well, let's take it in a different direction. It had always been Texas musicians. So they're like, well, wh- why don't we focus on Texas filmmakers and actors? So the first spot that we shot was with Rob Bindler, who did Hands on a Hard Body. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It was one of my favorite thing. docs. Right? That Incredible. fucking thing was insane. They yeah. ended up making it into a Broadway play, actually. You're joking. No. What? Yeah. Yep. I, I did not know that. Oh, wow, man. It okay. was massive. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so Rob Bindler was our first director-writer, and then the first actor was Matthew McConaughey. Ah, there we go. Man. Yeah, there yeah. Go, so, go, so right. you're gonna love this. Um, so simultaneously, we decide to do a new logo, and um, again, I'm just lucky enough to be the designer of the ad agency. So, there was a hundred designs submitted. I just, I submitted seven of those seven. Four of them came in the top ten from um, uh, voting at Sonics around Texas. Sonic the Burger Joint? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I love their seasoned curlies. Right. Nah. You a big fan of their seasoned curlies? Oh, my gosh. love taking my kids there. Same. Now they look like grilled cheese. The, oh, yeah. The cheese, I get wet. Sitting yeah. in a drive-thru. They have no concept of why we're there. They're like, Mommy, why are we still sitting in the car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old school. Yeah. I'm like, well... The the waitresses used to roller skate. Wow, I'm just falling yeah. down a nope. hole of like <laughs> <Yeah>. roller skate. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so so basically, we're simultaneously doing um, doing you know this new direction and a new look, and um, so so we finished shooting the spot. We have the wrap party. Um, Matthew and I are talking about the new logo design. We're all like super pumped. This is like a whole new fresh thing for a historic campaign. I come into work the next morning, and my boss is like, Andy, the governor's office called, and they asked to see the clip. And so Rob wrote it as- Who was it, Perry at that time? Uh, uh, I'm not- What year was this? Oh, no, it was back in the day. 1999. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know. It It might have been Bush. (laughs) It it was back in the (laughs) day. Yeah, Yeah. it might have been Bush, because I think he ran in 2000, right? He was probably the governor. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been W. (laughs) Oh, wow. Dubs. Yeah. Shots are coming out. You just yeah. you just paused and you said, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. yeah, I mean, so was it Bush? I I literally don't remember. I feel so embarrassed. Ninety nine, right it had to be because right? it was a key yeah. part to the story for sure. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was gonna. It was an election year, and okay. So this is the this is Bless now you. where the, the story I think Bush gets. was the outgoing guy in ninety nine because he was running for president at the time. Yeah, it was yeah. so they it was yanked because the. What Rob had written was for Matthew's character to be sitting in his truck, and whenever he saw someone littering, he used this blow dart and would blow dart them, and they would get it, and then they would pass out and stop littering. It was kind okay. of, and so they were like, "This is too close to guns, so we're gonna we're gonna pull it." Even in '99, yeah, Jesus, wow. Man. And here we are, like you know, we're like 100 percent green ad agency, all this creativity, all these thoughts. We've already wrapped; it's in the can; it's ready to go. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? Seriously? Yeah. Like, of all the things, like, this isn't even, like, talking about sharp razors. I mean, right. Like, so, so they have an emergency meeting. So I'm sitting at my desk, and my, my, my boss comes down. They're like, well, um, didn't go very well. Um, Matthew came in. We told him about the, the change. To my understanding, he came in high as fuck, <laughs> which was standard Shocked. for him to be, well, like, yeah, just stoned yeah. and, like. Yeah. But, um. But more importantly, that that kind of had him in the space of like, no, we're not giving up. He's like, I know what we'll do. We'll just add music. Mm. Well, no one in the room agrees with him, but he apparently gets up, leaves this room, goes to the music store, and buys some bongos. So now do you know the story I'm talking there it about? Is. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so literally, the next morning, my boss comes in. He's like, now you're not going to fucking believe what happened. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what could possibly happen at this yeah. point? Well, so Matthew was very inspired, and he went and bought some bongos, and apparently was playing them naked last night, mm-hmm. and his neighbor called. <laughs> so now we're definitely not airing this commercial. <laughs> Three in the morning. Uh, the, the cops came, right? Yeah. 
Uh, Cops came, was... broke up the, the nude bongo party. Yeah. That story goes viral. Yep. Um, and then, th- then you get approved after that? No, I mean, the, the new, the new <laughs> no, logo went not. through. And, um, and so uh, that logo was put onto stickers and cars and is still being used by Domestic Texas and is around the country. And, um, but the spot definitely didn't air for, I think, a year. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. But I remembered I, I ended up going to Kenya a few weeks later to visit my family for the first time. I'd never been there. Kenya? Yeah. What were your parents doing in Kenya? Uh, my, my, my aunt and uncle live there. Um, Just to do it? No, no, no. My, my, they do cool shit. My aunt started a children's book publishing company. Hmm. And uh, are they friends with the Obamas or something? Uh, no. Get it? But... Anybody? Uh, come on, guys. Come on. God That's where he was it. born, brother. <laughs> Birth certificates. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're, we keep it on the up and up. He was probably born there, but uh, no. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I was, you know, for 1999, when even saying the word viral didn't exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There was no social media. There was no, I mean, cell phones didn't have, I mean, the iPhone was viral 2008. Was, yeah. Viral was stri- strictly a word used for diseases at that point. Where it was Literally. Just like, oh, this is viral. It's like, oh, I might, might as well mask up like I'm in China. Um, no, I, I, I get it. Uh, they were in Kenya. Well, yeah, I'm just saying I. I'm there. I pull out, you know, people are like, where are you from? And I always just say I'm from Texas. Way better. Way better than the blue passport. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, first thing, isn't that where that guy from the Bongos is from? Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. great. McConaughey. Like, weeks later. That's really funny. He travels. Can you believe that? Nailed it. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. You're welcome. Your award's you're in welcome, the mail, Dad. my friend. Uh, that joke's for you. R.I.P. I'm kidding. He's alive. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you. Your, let's hear your craziest Austin story then. Craziest Austin story? Yeah, you've got to have one. Oh, God. Something weird, uh, man. Out of the basement. I, I, I mean, you know. You married? Got kids? No. Engaged. No kids. Um, craziest Austin story. I mean, I've been coming here for years doing South by Southwest, um, Austin City Limits. Um, I mean, there's a, I, can't, I don't really have anything that's amazing over the top that's like, you know. Drugs. Orgies. That's par for the course. Austin. Every show, throw down. No, what was no, your no, weirdest no. night where you were just like, "Holy shit!" Did you man. have a very bad things night where you guys murdered a prostitute and then you had to all yes. covered up? We you started individually killing each other over time. Anything like that? Were you there? No. <laughs> Might how how do you know about this? Might have been. No, no. I, I, I mean, of all charges. I, I, mostly mild stuff. But I mean, you know, Austin's amazing. Every time I come here, really good family, good friends. I'll tell you what I will talk about is that we're doing a a, a thing tonight. Again, I want to just just rap about the thing that I'm doing with uh, Questlove and Kilmore. Yeah, we're actually doing a benefit to raise money for a kids program to actually be done at Hope Outdoor Gallery. So we're trying to raise some money to um to have kids come out and and do stuff at, at Hope and and learn the arts and and underprivileged kids, kids who can't afford it. We're trying to to raise money so they can have the opportunity to do that. So, so will there be children here tonight? No, no children here tonight. But you know, the, so you're raising money for them, but you won't party with them. I'd love to party with kids. I mean, whoa, yeah, yeah, you to would the kids. Too? Yeah, to the kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, not, not to the not children. Guys, we just watched that MJ doc, so we're not doing anything like we're not cheersing to the kids with alcohol right now. Yeah, um, no. So, th- so when you do, but when you do things like this, right? Do you ever do it for children, where it's just like, hey, man, we're gonna have the kids out? Yeah, I mean, I look. I I think, I, I, me personally, I think kids. I mean, they're just little humans, and people sometimes just put them in a box. It's like that they, you know, we shouldn't have them here or whatever. I'm I'm a big fan of of incorporating and learning from them. You know what I mean? Go, taking it back to like a Mister Rogers kind of mentality, where it's like he had such respect for kids and treated them like humans. Another instead great of, doc. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. what I mean. Well, so well, so there's, a, yeah, there's a movie this, coming uh, out with Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Now. Can't Tom wait to see that. Him. You know, I, but, I agree uh, with you. I have a six year old doing my taxes. That's right awesome. Now. You yep. nailed it. Asian. <laughs> Asian. He's but, been uh, working on it for six months. Yeah. He'll get there. Yeah. yeah. He'll get there. Start him young. I'm yeah. paying a lot of fines right now, but it's but, fine. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think, I mean, kid kid energy, uh, especially with music, is great. I, you know, seeing kids uh, respond to music for the first time or hearing things for the first time, I think is, is um, amazing. And also, I mean, even to take it a step further, I remember as a kid being in school and having music programs in school, and then they evaporated. They were gone. So I, I love the idea of... Anytime you can get 
uh, kids involved with music at an early age. I mean, I started playing the drums before anything, and I didn't have anything to really, any uh, program to really tap into. And when I did, um, I wanted, you know, I, I grew up listening to John Bonham, Led Zeppelin. To me, that was like, I want to be John Bonham, right? I went to school and was like, I want to be, uh, I want to do this. And they're like, okay, well, you need to take band. And they gave me a snare drum and like, here's your marching band drum. And I was like, that's not what I'm going for. And so to have some sort of, program that would allow me especially now as a dj i see all these young kids we do a thing um from time to time uh what's the name of it uh camp 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 spinoff where we get like a hundred kids to do a week long thing in ojai where they stay in a camp uh and we teach them how to dj we teach them music business we teach them things like that so i'm a huge fan of of interacting with kids and showing them the arts and showing them music any chance i can get you know what i mean so i it would be awesome to have a a party where all ages, you know what I mean? Like, the, do you have kids? No, not yet. Why not? It's the third time you've asked them that. Well, throw down, dude. <laughs> throw down. Um, well, to be honest, uh, Stop I hadn't pulling out, brother. No, <laughs> no, no, no. If you, you want to do it for the kids, do it for your I, uh, own. Dude. I hadn't, Pop out a couple. I hadn't found the right person to to have kids with. I, you know, I wanted whoever I have kids with. I want the mother to actually be the right person. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a, a conscious decision to not just have kids for the sake of having kids, but to have them have a mother who is the right person. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, look, you do and you don't on that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, because then you can take them over when full custody, I mean, and then they're your kids, you know? Sure. Idiocracy, you know, don't forget. That exactly. Was, that's do you have a, kids? I, I do. <laughs> How many? I have a, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, both daughters, and I just uh, FaceTime with them before coming into this show. And for for sure, you know, I, I, I feel like after I've worked on Idiocracy and got to do graphics on that, but when I read the script, I was like, damn, yeah, this is really hit. I mean, the... The smart people need to be populating. Yeah, they're not, yeah. and that's the thing. So what I, what we do, Dan and I, we never pull out. Yep, we're super smart. Let's see what happens. And that way, we're we're taking control of our own. I see. I see. Culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like uh, Johnny Proactive. Appleseed, kind of. Yes. Johnny- <laughs> Very Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, yeah. Very Johnny Appleseed. All right, let's go. Uh, favorite jaunts in Austin? Baby Ace. Purple mm. margaritas. Yes. No. You know, it's uh, you know. I have not spent enough time here to actually feel like I ha- I can really. Well, I mean, I have, but I haven't to that degree. I don't think I can really rattle them off in that degree. You could probably better than I, obviously. For for sure. I mean, right now it's a, you know we're we've been growing super fast. There's a lot of places that uh, I mean, when I was in college, that just don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, Native, where we're at right now, is actually a, a pretty hot spot for Austin right yeah, now. Yeah, is this a bar? It is. It looks like a bar because people are out here raging right now. Yeah, no, it definitely it, it I, I'm not even like, you know, pumping it up for just cuz we're here. Um No, not at all cuz there was I went to the restroom right before we came on and there was a, a woman who was just like, "Hey, do you have any special K?" And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I was like, "Shit, it's fucking 11 a.m." I mean, I guess, but um let me pop that open if we're going to Cartoon Land, we are, but uh let me let me uh, go to my co-host here real quick that I'm going to give some of his portion away. Yeah, he's going to lose his shit tonight. Well, obviously. it's fine. I mean, I've yeah. got, we've got more, but it's... no. But there's there there is people out here raging. So there like there is a bar. It it is a game day. Yes, you know? Austin. When it is game day, the biggest game day you guys have had in a decade. By the way, you that's know that, right. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yesterday you drive around and tail tailgating here is a profession. Yes, it is big business. Um, and and it's great, you know. It's uh, I've always loved that about this city. You can feel it, you know. It's fun. You you feel a lot of pride, even though our colors are burnt orange. You know, people. It's there's there's a lot of fun energy happening in the city right now. There's it's nothing good. wrong with a burnt orange, you know. Uh, boy, I. I don't remember. Uh, Texas hasn't won a national championship in a very long time. So um, there's somebody off camera trying to pump up Texas. And it's like, hey, man, I don't remember that happening. Like, you know, Vince was actually here last night. Vince he's Young? A, yeah. He's a, we're friends. He's a great guy. He's actually doing a lot in the city right now, too. And his Vince Young Foundation. He actually wants to partner with us at the park. And um, But he was in Native last night because he also loves coming here. No shit. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, we are downtown right now, so, you know, of anyone who's going to name different hot spots, we're kind of in the core of it right now. Yeah. Um, but Vince, yeah, that Ohio State game, and he's he's a big, big name here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that Ohio State game, doesn't really matter. Uh, Ohio State's won so many more championships than Texas has. Uh, I feel like it just doesn't. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, it's kind of like giving yeah. a whale a tic-tac at that point. You're like, eh, I'm sure it'll make a dent somewhere, but, uh, you know, whoever the, the first fish you kiss, congratulations. But after that, nobody's going to remember. Whale's a mammal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Hate to jump in there. Uh, this was fun. Yeah. Thank you for having us great. on the show today. Where can everybody find you guys on social media and all of the shits? Uh, I'm DJZTrip.com um, and ZTrip on Instagram, Z-T-R-I-P. You can find me there. Okay. Um, DJ and Orgies. Not yet. Not yet. How you much, know, what's that number? The night is still what's young. What's that number? Oh, that's going to be 20? a high number. 29? Oh, no, definitely. It's, it's going to be way really? more than that. I'd pop open my, my iPod. You know, from uh, 98 and get, get wet on there for about 10K. <laughs> Just to watch. What's your first song? What's your I'm first song? Voyeur. I'm a voyeur. What's uh, your first song? Genuine's uh, pump My Pony. Um, I'd go that <laughs> first, obviously. What Not- are you guys doing after the game? You should come back here. And- oh, we, we're parked here. We're living here tonight. <laughs> yeah. you got, you've got makeup lights set up. I want to make myself into a pretty little clown tonight. And, uh, <laughs> just go to the bar and then see what happens happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've got two holes. Both of them are open, and then we'll plug those later. Uh, where can everybody find you on social media? Um, uh, HopeOutdoorGallery.com. And uh, definitely, uh, we're... We are offering a name on a brick program at the park, which I would hope for your listeners could be interesting. You know, not many historic projects can you uh, put your name on. And, on a brick, um, yeah. 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 So that's another way we're opening up. So HopeOutdoorCalorie.com. Um, get all the info. Awesome. At uh, this point in the show, we get to the revolutionary figure of the day. Speaking of bricks, we're going to give this to Donald Trump, who is trying to build that wall uh, down in Texas. <laughs> We've not been down in Texas in a while. Uh, so to DJT, uh, popping up bricks, totally kidding. I just wanted to see some like offended Austin people like the, the Trump. Um, no, but seriously, you can donate on a, a GoFundMe. A guy's raised twenty million for that wall. And uh, I'm kidding. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us in this space. Um, it's been a blast. I am this. Everything is kicking in now. Everything is really kicking in. This white claw. Uh, I feel like a better human. Ah, uh, you bet. You betcha. Uh, Super Seedwell. Thanks for the CBD cookies. Probably that's what's kicked in. Is what's really tickled my fancy. I can't feel my left ball. Again, very Lance Armstrong, very Austin episode we're having. Uh, come to Austin, come to Native uh, Paint, draw, spray paint, steal if you want, because uh, uh, that's part of it. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, for D'Anthony Holloway, thank you for being my co-host today. We miss you, Jabes. R.I.P. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> my wife. She's not dead yet. But uh, if she does go down, well, we are in the student section tonight, and I will have to find somebody who's 21. Um <laughs> And again, this is probably a good time to mention my nonprofit, Fathers Without Boundaries. Um, I have none. So if you were 21 plus and are looking to share some time with an older man and learn about the world, I am the dude. Uh, for D'Anthony Holloway, yep. I'm Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone.